we make all kinds of connections from our neighbors to our co-workers from family members to people we interact with in business every day what about the connections we make to ourselves? today we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives this is things worth considering with hosts gord riddell and alexia georgiusis it's time to consider the possibilities Hello, and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We're a weekly talk show, putting ideas out there for you to ponder, maybe even try them out, and we hope that they just might make your world a little smoother, a little kinder, gentler, and more connected. I am Gordon Dell, your host, and I am here with my co-host, Alexia Georgiusis. Hello. Hello, Gord. How are you? I'm, I'm well. You know, in this moment, well. In this moment, whatever time it is, we're exactly. just talking about that. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, the time is flying, and we don't even know what, what month we're in practically. Exactly. Know? But we're coming up to Canadian Thanksgiving. Someone did notify us of that. Actually, I think it was public health that kept talking about it and uh, saying, don't go to your families. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that, but not mm-hmm. a whole lot. We're going to talk about gratitude tonight. I think that's that's perfect, and I and I think also you know it is timely around our history with Thanksgiving, but it's we can we can bring that in later around yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what this was sort of how it's not maybe so great for a lot know, of people for a lot of people, and also the history with the indigenous people, right? This oh, was yeah. not necessarily a great celebration. Um, well, for yeah, for some you know in the Toronto area, actually, I just read the. Um, uh, all the treaties and everything is, you know, has been in place for quite a long time, and uh, in in solid sort of solid standing with the Mississauga and uh, oh, I forget who it was. It was the uh, local councillor who sends it out and was was putting in a whole thing about the indigenous and Thanksgiving. Is that right? That's fantastic because yeah. I yeah. know that their whole that whole issue is still happening out on the east coast with the fisheries. Right, um, right, right. You know. Yeah. But, but Well, uh, this was keeping it really really tight and close to home <laughs> because uh-huh. she's a yes, local really, know, a local yeah, very, person, so. Right, 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 so right. So she didn't take it far. Um just so that everyone knows we, we are live and we are here if you would like to uh, give us a call and share your story about Thanksgiving or about gratitude or ask us any questions. Uh, we can be reached at 1-888-346-9141. And that's toll free anywhere in North America. So um, yeah, the, the uh, Canadian Thanksgiving, it's, uh, this pandemic's really interfering with it. Uh, they're telling us to just sort of hang in there. Uh, don't really celebrate at anybody else's house except your own. Uh, well, for those people who live alone, this isn't a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. It really is not a good thing. Uh, she, uh, this counselor who I just read this note from, uh, was saying, "Well, people can, you know, order like a Thanksgiving dinner from their local, you know, grocery store, and it comes in a kit." I mean, no, this isn't fair. This is what it's come down to, you know. But there's also the fact of a lot of people really don't feel very thankful right now. Yeah, I think it's a perspective aspect, and and you're absolutely right. I think it it is, you know, the whole experience of 2020 is making us shift our perspective around what does it mean to be thankful for something or someone, and also what gratitude means. And yeah. I think that this hype around Thanksgiving that we've we've typically repeated, and and we are missing. You know, what We're are missing we the missing? Point. And missing yeah. the point, yeah, because because so many ancient cultures <laughs> always celebrated 
you know, the, the earth, its bounty, the connection, the harvest. harvest. And, in the Northern and, Hemisphere, it's, exactly. the harvest has always been celebrated. Exactly. And that's, well, even in ancient Greeks and, you know, Egyptians, and Jewish, every, every culture. where there the was Northern some, Hemisphere, by the way. What's that? <laughs> I said Greek and, and Israel. It's still the Northern <laughs> Hemisphere, just so that we're clear. Um, yeah, okay. Thanks, George. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. But, it, but I, I feel like going back to what you were saying around people having a hard time feeling thankful. And I, I think that's the accumulation of the stresses and just the disconnect that we've spoken about before. And it is, it is a different way of being. And it's, pushing us out of our comfort zone in so many ways. And I think when we're out of our comfort zone for such a long time and, and, you know, people have lost their lives. There's been, and that, that happens every year too. This is just more, you know, in terms of the entire world experiencing, but as we said before, that expression of we're all in this together, but we're not, we're not in the same boat. It's not (laughs) true. It might be the same storm. Yeah. It might be the same storm. We're all in boats, but you know, they're not not true. Yeah, no, exactly. It is, is absolutely not true. You know, with uh, anyone with kids, um, it's getting very stressful for them with the whole thing of being back to school. The numbers are starting to rise enormously. Uh, I think Toronto or Ontario hit the biggest day for it is, since it started back in March. Uh, you know, people who are working from home, you know, at least it's like, oh, well, at least they got jobs. Well, yeah, okay, there are those who have lost jobs, those who haven't paid in months. Um but there's also people who are working at home with their spouse, their kids, their pets, their mother-in-law, you know, whatever. And it's just like they're bad. They're down to their last raw nerve, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's like really be thankful, you know. It's uh, and I think you know honestly too. Then the the whole fiasco that uh, you know went down with with Trump, the elections, um, you know, is getting crazier and more stressful. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we might be in Canada, but, you know, we have such full 100% access to everything that's going on. You know, this isn't like a little, you know, you know, 1% of the news at the end of the day, you know, I mean, we have, you know, CNN and all the American networks and so on that 24 hours a day, you know, we're, we're being bombarded with it in the same way, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's very stressful. It is very stressful. and And I think we've talked about this before around how, it's, it really is like a little pressure cooker and we have to become incredibly discerning as to what we allow in our own sense of self, because, mm. you know, that, that kind of um, addictive uh, feeling of overstimulation and reaching for something else and something more and, and that addictive pattern steps in. And really, I think if people were able to more consciously settle and allow themselves even to focus on a breath, but it's very hard to do when you're in stress mode. It's extremely difficult to to step out of that. And it's a very hard time to learn stress, you know, sort of stress management when you're already stressed. Yeah, because you're impatient and you want, you want to feel it now. You want to say, okay. And and that's that whole concept of the being attached to something. Yeah. And, and I think all of these big lessons are really hitting hard for a lot of people in terms of recognizing what is their relationship to themselves. And that's the discomfort because we're not used to sitting with discomfort. And it's like what you mentioned is that we, we pay for other people to deal with ick in our lives. That's right. We don't want to be around it. Yeah. Yeah. We move it outside of our lives. Yeah. We move it. 
at least in the West, and, and here it is, it's sitting in our living room, practically, you know, and they're like, oh, no, don't leave, you know, uh, so that all the yuck is actually moving back in where it should never have left in the first place, but it's just that we have no understanding of it, no tolerance of it, and we just don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. You know? It's, uh, yeah, it's really interesting because it, it, it just keeps amplifying over and over again that disconnect. Yes. You know? And that's the hardest part, I think, so. So let's go to gratitude. You know, people talk let's about it. It's like, eh, gratitude. You know, it's more, way more than saying thank you. Way more. There, absolutely. It's way, way more. Um, there's a lot of science going on around this, actually, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In, in relation to mental health, especially. Um, but just in terms of lifestyle, coaching, all of those areas, take a look at gratitude. So in 2018, so this is very new, there was a white paper that was released on the benefits of gratitude practice. Um, and what they, they you know, walked away from with, with this study was that for the individual, you have increased happiness and a positive mood, more satisfaction with life, less materialistic, uh, less likely to experience burnout, better health physical health, better sleep, less fatigue, lower levels of cellular inflammation, uh, greater resiliency, and encourages the development of patience, humility, and wisdom. Love it. That's a lot. That is a lot. And it's- We should try this. We should. (laughs) And it's something where I think, you know, this habit, it's, it's a new way of being because it's so easy to- feel connected out of complaining oh absolutely you know it's absolutely. so it's so easy right it's you it's just, just get into a great big bitch session grab exactly. a coffee a coffee clatch and let's just exactly. bitch your way through the morning you know and then and then when people are in that state they don't want to hear someone who has a positive you know more positive words but i also feel like we overemphasize that again doing these practices or being aware of gratitude gives us something good. And then we judge the negative emotions because when we can yeah. be grateful for even the pain or the feeling of heartbreak or the feeling of loss, that in itself for me changes the relationship I have to the idea of whatever I'm suffering about. Right, right. You know, being able to say, even though, you know, this suffering, how can I be grateful for this too? Not just I'm grateful and it'll make me feel positive all the time. Yeah. Do you see what that I'm takes saying? a lot. That takes a lot for people to arrive at. You know, um, I think that we be, we can begin to arrive there once we can start to see that there was a learning involved. That I did get something. Good out point. Of that, Good point. Yes. That that session. You know, because when I'm in pain, I'm in pain. You know, uh, don't tell me that this is good pain. It's like no, it's pain. Get rid of it. And that's how yeah. I think that I think almost all of us feel that way, whether it's physical pain or whether it's emotional pain. You know, we all have ways of, of dealing with these things. And, and I think it's trying to get rid of it faster. Is that, is that sitting with it and going, wow, okay. So, you know, and that's a very spiritual piece. It in, is. In that it is. is. That's, a, that's the transformative piece. Yes, exactly. It says, this is what happened, but this is what I walked away with. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's sort of, at the end of, of, of digesting the whole thing, uh, you know, <clears throat> I have to, have to get through sort of all, all the, the feelings and the perceptions and everything else that we've, we've um, ended up sitting with. 
Yeah, the stories that the thinking mind goes into, you know, in terms of fear or loss and the physical body, if it's physical pain, the 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 change of, <clears throat> pardon me, the relationship, anything to, you know, say that something is moving in me or through me. And, and that spiritual piece around embracing, I think is a, I was, a friend of mine had said that, you know, his his word for 2020 would be embrace. And I thought it was really beautiful. I thought it was really beautiful. You know. Well, it is. It is. Uh, I'm just like, okay, let's let's have 2019. Then we're going to have 2019 B. <laughs> then we're going to go to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> That'll start next year. <laughs> right. 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 When this is over. Yeah. Uh, 2020, yeah. the year that never was. Uh, um, you know, they've done um, a Wong and Brown in 2017. Um, did an interesting uh, experiment with gratitude. So they, they got some students from the university there and they broke them up into three groups. So one group would write a gratitude letter to another person every week for three weeks. Okay. Uh, group number two wrote about their thoughts and feelings about negative experiences. And group number three didn't write anything. So all and all three groups, by the way, were receiving counseling services. Okay. Through the whole thing. Okay. So group one reported significantly better mental health um, uh, between four to twelve weeks later. I believe um, it. No question. Yeah. And that was after and that was after the intervention had ended. Their findings also suggested that the combined gratitude with counseling is much more beneficial than just counseling by itself. You know. I think that I, that is. Yeah, and that makes sense because it's a very personal experience, right? In terms of if you're writing letters of, of gratitude to another person, that's that's something that you're not going to necessarily need or share that with the with the counselor or therapist. It's it's going to be something that is completely private and individual. Absolutely. And I think I think often, you know, when people think of gratitude, we think materialistically. You know, and, and that's okay, you know, because everything that went before you is what has allowed you to have what is here now. Right. You know, it really is a now orientation. Uh, the, these aren't things from the future. I didn't just get them all today uh, and pay off the credit card. Um, right. You know, it was like this is an accumulation of, of things. But we often forget the people, the, the people that we are just really grateful for yeah. that were in our life whether they're here still or they've died or, you know, it's irrelevant, but uh, that's that acknowledgement of how people have impacted us. I think is such an amazing part of gratitude. It's, it's a huge part of gratitude and it's a huge part of opening perspective and awareness around mm. realizing and humility, realizing that, no, I did have help, even if I don't believe I had help. And this to me is, goes back to what you're saying around preventing how gratitude can prevent burnout and all these other things physiologically. But it, this is what resilience is because resilience is not about enduring and forcing yourself through something. It's right. about expansion. Yep. The more you can expand and the gratitude to me allows that. It allows a sense of ease where, oh, it's not just me on my own. There's all of this with me. Absolutely. You know, all these people with me, right? Other energies, other, you know, have you ever been to a place that you feel grateful that you, you were there? That yes. you walked away with so much? Yeah. Yes. So places, places also, you know, can play a really big role in how it feeds us, you know, yeah. and uh, 
allows us to take on or benefit from whatever it is, you know, from that place. So, you know, people, places, and things, you know, are all, you know, part of this whole thing. And I think we, we really limit ourselves down to, you know, sort of that, uh, uh, you know, the, the traditional sort of, you know, blessing of the meal, you know, on Thanksgiving, it just says, you know, thanks for the food, right. <laughs> you know, and, and that's fine. That goes back to early days of, the, 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 you know, giving thanks for the harvest. But, you know, if we look at harvest, harvesting ourselves as to how much went into that of people, places and things. You know, it's mm, uh, a very then, good point. Yeah, I like that. It's a very good point. You know, really, they're they're all part of of uh, us arriving at where we're at today, which is hopefully different than what will be at this time next year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. I think also it's it's that sense of thanking people who we feel were also not necessarily kind to us. You know, the bullies or the the people who overstepped or whatever it was that that absolutely contributes to who we are. Yeah, yeah. You know, all those girls that broke up with me, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the heartbreak, all the rejection, right? Yeah, you know. But I think I think you're absolutely right. Or having having a serious illness, or whatever, as you were a yeah. kid, or teens, or whatever, growing up, or as a grown up today, being thankful for that because I'll bet you when you sit with it, it probably got you something, you know. Teaching us something is I've been taught that I have to break at certain times and we just hit that time. So we will be back in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas, and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you, too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. 
Hi, we're back. Uh, this is Things Worth Considering. Uh, this is Gordon Riddell. I'm here with Alexia Georgiusis. Um, you also can give us a call at 1-888-346-9141. We'd love to uh, have you call and tell us about uh, what you've learned about gratitude, or what you can share about your story of Thanksgiving, any of those things. Uh, so that's 1-888-346-9141. So we've been talking about some of the research that's going on. Um, one of the other, uh, from, from that, um, uh, one of the, the, three, the three groups that we were just talking about, um, that group number one who wrote uh, a, a gratitude letter to one person uh, every week for three weeks and how impactful that was. So the researchers then began analyzing sort of everything they could out of that. Uh, so what they've determined is what gratitude does is four things. Uh, one is, is gratitude disconnects us from our toxic uh, negative emotions and the ruminating. I love that word, ruminating, mm-hmm. uh, that often accompanies them. Oi, 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 ruminating. Uh, writing a letter shifts our I have our no attention. experience with ruminating. No, personally. of course you don't. <laughs> Ophanesia. Uh, <laughs> writing a letter. <laughs> that's an inside Greek joke that we were both on the same island once. That's not that's even right. on the map. Uh, writing a letter that shifts our attention so that our focus is on positive emotions. Getting it shifted. That's the hard part. Expressing gratitude helps us, uh, even if we don't explicitly share it with someone, we're just happier and more satisfied with life because we completed the exercise. Um, the positive effects of gratitude writing uh, of uh, gratitude writing compound like interest in other words you, you might not notice the benefit of a daily or weekly practice but after several weeks and months you certainly do um, a gratitude practice uh, trains the brain to be more in tune with experiencing gratitude a positive plus a positive equals more positives it's beautiful it's it's fantastic and i think that writing it's almost as if it's it's a release, right? It's really a release out of the system because that that's done in many different rituals and ceremonies where yeah. the idea of getting something out. And I think for many people who don't have access or experience to that kind of um, way of releasing, that doing something like this where you're writing and you're 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 moving the energy that's stuck, you know, you're moving it. Yeah, and yeah. But, you know, but in this case, then, it's force- bringing to the forefront things that you've sat with all your life. Of, wow, exactly. this was such a cool teacher. Or this was such a, you know, this woman taught me so much. Or, you know, it, it, again, yeah, it's, it's like stuck energy, I guess. But it's nice stuck energy. Well, <laughs> and, but is energy is energy, right? Because we want yeah. to hang on to nice stuck. We want to, we want to keep those things. That's giving us the clinging. But it, it is realizing that there's this just this feeling of open-heartedness to say, oh, man, I really appreciate. Because appreciation is, I think, a big part of gratitude as mm-hmm. well. Where mm-hmm. it's, and, and forgiveness is tied in there, too. Because oh, yeah. you, can, you can put all of this when, I, I, the big thing is if you are willing a willingness to say there's something here that I can be grateful for. But for, for positive people, I think positive experiences that it, it shifts our attention in terms of seeing that there was so much that was provided or given to us. But I do think that we have to be mindful too of wanting to hang on to all the positive and really rejecting the negative. Yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah, I mean, there is a balance around that, you know. I mean, we also don't want to, like, you know, 
have have just so much positive uh, because then then that's all we would look for, and and I think the negative is really what the teacher is. You know, hmm. when you're in a really great mood and you wake up and you just want to tap dance and whistle a tune and you know put on a Broadway show, uh, you're not really going to learn a lot that day because you're going to do everything you can in your power not to have anybody interfere with this. That you know, so you're in a really good mood, a really yeah. good energy. You know, <clears throat> but it's when we're in those those more pensive times, quiet times, and you know, just want to just be on our own or, or whatever, and and you know, contemplate and maybe even ruminate. Um, is is I think that's where so much of our digestive learning comes from. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, I think this exercise or this research shows that it is about pausing and slowing down and letting us feel and see that we have so much to be grateful for, Absolutely. even when we don't think we are. And I think with 2020, with the pandemic, for many people, I mean, there's been lots of pivoting and and contorting and 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 running around but there's also been a general sense of pause that right. it allows it, it that's that gap where it's like okay how do what do I do in this pause yeah yeah well that's you know? it's it's not having control during that pause exactly. it's not having the control to say i think i'll take a pause next month <laughs> you know right. it's like no you're doing it starting on Saturday or whatever it is, you know, it's having, I think it's having the pause, you know, uh, dictated to us. Yeah. But that's that acceptance piece, isn't it? It's like, okay, well, I probably wouldn't have done it myself anyways. Right. Right. I probably would have, I could, I would say next month, but then of course next month will come and then the next month and the next month and nothing was done. So, you know, this is just making sure that, you know, we are taking these, these time out. Uh, it's just that they're so stressful when, uh, when we are given it, you know, that's, the, that's the worst part. Yeah. It's so, it's so stressful because we do, we, you know, we're creatures of habit. We like to do things when we feel we're ready. And as we know, the readiness <laughs> of something is not up to us. You know, we, we believe we know when we're ready. Um, right. And I, I find that that's not typically true at all. This no. is my own experience. No, uh, you know, I'll know when I'm ready is is usually a way of just knowing that you have a, a way out. No, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> yeah. For some yeah. for some people, something you'll never be ready. It's it's a, it's no. a jump off the cliff. It's the leap of faith that you know is is. I would never have done what I did, you know, thirty two, thirty three years ago, if I hadn't, you know, if I was waiting to be ready. I would still be waiting to be ready. Exactly. It was, that, it was that leap of faith in that time that says, if you're going to do it, you do it now. Yeah. 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 Well, and I but don't I'm referring think- to starting the school. Yes, I know. No, I know yeah. you are, which was yeah. Just make sure the people listening, you- though, understood yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I wonder like, what well, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but that was, that was a leap of faith because it was, it was so uh, unnatural back then to even consider going and talking about opening up a school that would be based in spiritual education, not religious, spiritual education. Amazing. Regardless Amazing. of what your religious, uh, you know, uh, background was, you know, you have an openness to it, spirituality and, and multicultural diversities and everything, then great. That's what we're going to do. And people were like, you're going to what? Well, good luck yeah. on that, dude. <laughs> I, I bet they were. I bet that. And look, you did it. You did it. 
And I did it. Yeah. Absolutely. And the school's operating and, you know, it's great. It, yeah. We need it. So, yeah. so, you know, going back to what you were saying, Gord, around that sense of waiting, and I think no one was really, or being ready, no one was actually ready for this pandemic. No. And, no. and, and that, so, even though we've been warned about it for so long. Yeah, it was like what Julie was saying. Yeah, like Julie, the astrologer on a previous podcast, that it was, it was, it it really should have happened because we weren't paying attention. We were, you know, so this readiness also, I think, has really shifted, and and that's part of why people are are also struggling is that it's shifted a sense of, you know, who am I? What do I need? What do I want? And what is my life about? especially if there's been job loss, because reinventing the self, what does that mean? Is it the attachment to the label or the construct? And and I think there's so much that's going on for so many people on various levels. Mm. And again, when you're in stress mode, the stress is very hard to be in because we're, we're sort of constrained and the freedom is actually in the gratitude. Absolutely. Absolutely. The problem with stress is, is that it keeps all of our old patterns alive. Yeah. You know, to sort of reinvent oneself or discover itself or whatever requires us to sort of let go of, to move past a little bit, try something different, you know, coloring outside of the box kind of thing. But stress, stress is such a survival mode. And, you know, the moment we enter into survival mode, then it's highly, highly repetitive because we got this far. So we know we can survive if we do these things. Right. You know, I don't know if I can survive if I do those things that you're asking me to do. Yeah. And yet that's the very leap that I think all of this is going on in 2020 is asking us to do, mm-hmm. to try those new ideas uh, and not cling to what was, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. And I mean, gra- you know, gratitude is such an in the moment experience, uh, but it also recognizes what the past gave to us. And that, in turn, I think, attracts the future. Yes, I, I agree with you. It, it changes the vibration. It changes the energy. And it opens perception. When, sure. You know, you, you keep, it's very, you, you know, it, it really requires that we become uh, habituated differently. You're developing a new skill, but it does require a conscious choice because we can recognize when we're choosing even if it's, we don't see it at that, that way, that we're choosing to stay in the negative because it's very comfortable or stay oh, in the yeah. stress pattern. And, yeah. and stopping or pausing in the stress pattern, suddenly you're going to feel things. And, you know, there's a huge, a lot of people are starting to learn, wanting to learn how to meditate or use some kind of earthing or grounding practices. And I, I feel that that is a huge benefit for everybody. Huge benefit. If people can do more of that, and also trust that they're going to be okay, which is very, very yeah. hard to do when you're stressed. Very hard. It is. It is because of the repetition of, of our yeah. habitualness, you yeah. know. But <clears throat> letting, you know, it's like getting go, letting go of old habits. It's easy to take on new habits, apparently, but it's the old ones that stop us from moving forward. You know, and that's, that's just so crucial right now. You know? Yeah, I, just, I believe It's that. so crucial right now just, just to make sure, like, forget the pandemic crap just to make sure that we can actually all, you know, have some movement to have, you know, earning a living again to, you know, our kids being okay and socializing properly. And, 
you know, just, just everything, you know, forget about worrying about getting sick or anything. It's just, can I go along a path of being a human being again? Yes. Rather than yes. locked, locked in, sort of like a caged animal. <laughs> it, it, it absolutely, it's, it's that sense of, I think it's our human nature to be free. And I think the kids, the young children, especially around socializing, I saw a group of children in a park and they were sitting around with, um, um, you know, each other and in their masks outside. And the teacher had the mask on as well. And I just couldn't imagine what that experience would be like if, you know, I was nine years old. And Absolutely. Uh, being outside together with the mask on. And, and I, I do wonder what is going to be the consequence of that for these kids as they, you know, maybe they'll forget about it, but maybe not. Maybe they'll all be doctors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope not. I actually hope they go more into being indigenous, <laughs> traditional. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? No, but it's yeah, kind yeah. of like they'll be in the medical field. They'll, they'll yeah. you know, but it's hard. Earth it's field. hard to even, you know. Like uh, people who are teaching, you know, and we're wearing these masks like for hours and hours, you know, you're wearing them. It's just like awful. It's very, it's very difficult. I find it very uh, challenging to, you know, sometimes breathe. And especially when you're speaking, you can get used to it. But when it's, when it's the entire day, it, it does, uh, does kind of wear on you in some capacity. And I think. Oh yeah. It's kind of like breathing your own, your own carbon dioxide back in again. Yeah, that's yeah, not true. And, it just feels that way. It's well, annoying. it's not true exactly, yeah. but but it it does it does uh, add again to again. It's a sense of stress that we are not used to. That it's a very different way of being. Although I was seeing a friend on the weekend, and and uh, you know we were getting used to the idea of immediately going into this restaurant. We were sitting outside, but you have to enter with your mask on. And okay. both of us were were like, oh, right, you know, got to put the mask on. But it, it became, it's becoming easier on some level. I think it depends on how, how often people are going outside and socializing or not socializing, but going to stores and shops and things like that, that yeah. they're used to wearing a mask compared to others that aren't. Or if you live in a condo or an apartment, you have to wear them just yeah. in, inside the building even. Yeah, you know, uh, to, to come around. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's um, you know, it really is. Uh, it's hard to one recognize people, <laughs> you know, when the when one half of their face is missing, uh, you know, behind some some, uh, especially the ones that have these these, uh, what do you call it? Um, like like patterns or whatever on, on yeah, it, yeah. You know, like a couple of them have these huge, huge smiles. You see, yeah. Well, no nose or anything, just this huge, huge smile. Uh, right. So, yeah, it's hard. I, I walked right by people, and they're like, "Hey," like, "Oh, hey," if they have a hat on, it's even worse. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, with this research, I'm interested about. Wouldn't it be interesting if if there's research about sharing? Because I feel that there's something around gratitude, generosity, gratefulness that also relates to sharing. Yeah, I think, I think that there is. I, mean, I think that it's almost like when you feel that sense of gratitude, it's not something you just hold inside, you know? Like, it's not that you're going to run and be grateful to yourself. We're going to talk about this actually coming up because um, that's that whole thing that I'm talking about. It's, that's the attitude of gratitude. When that right. energy gets into our body and, and, you know, we move it through, then people just feel that coming from us. And that's where that share piece comes because they're open, they're open to experiencing us. 
Yeah. You That's know? wonderful. Yeah. 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 I, I just, I mean, this is sort of my, my own thoughts and, and so on around it that, you know, the spiritual component of gratitude and that is where does this energy go? What does this energy do? And, and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a something that we can actually anchor, I think, into our system and, oh, definitely. Uh, and be able to share that. Right. Know, and that's the, a, that's the lesson around being able to practice and have that sense of feeling what is it like in my body to have gratitude or compassion or generosity? And when that becomes familiar, I think the world could completely change. Well, it will because, you know, when you're in that state, that energetic state, there's no judgment. Yes. You know, we don't judge to put other people down. We judge, pe- we judge people in order to keep ourselves safe. You know, that's our, you know, that's our stuff or, or, and by safe, it might be by clinging to your, your rules and regulations or your religion or your whatever. But the bottom line is, it's all about you, you know, that's uh, the bottom that, line. Right. That's your bottom line. It's your self, low self-esteem or, yeah. or whatever, but it's all, it's all about the person who's making the judgment. See, but in a place of gratitude. Is, is you're past your self-judgment, so therefore you don't have an external judgment. Right, right. You know, yes. that's what, that is what would make the difference in this world. And Definitely. even more would make a difference in this world is if we broke for two minutes. <laughs> we have to nice. take a break. We will be right back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to Things Worth Considering here on Voice America. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories, it is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, we're talking about gratitude. Uh, one of the things that all of this research and everything that has uh, come out of uh, 
uh, gratitude is, is that it really has a strong effect on our dopamine, mm. which is interesting. Uh, dopamine being our, you know, reward uh, uh, neurotransmitter, uh, yes. the more... The more, uh, you know, people who, who do uh, any sort of addictions will know all about dopamine, whether it's right. work or substances, uh, but dopamine is our built-in, you know, feel, feel good, uh, reward, you know, when we do something good. You know, it's not serotonin, which is part of the mood piece, it's mm-hmm. about when we do something, you know, and, and whether a person expresses gratitude or they receive gratitude, you, you actually produce dopamine. That's fascinating. Yeah, fascinating, both giving actually. and receiving, you know. Uh, so, in other words, if you want more dopamine, be more grateful. <laughs> you know, I think that's uh, that's an important one. I think what's really yeah. important amongst, um, you know, some of this is uh, with gratitude is kind of how we kill it, you know. <laughs> yes. You know, really, um, they, they did actually do a, a, a study about, uh, you know, uh, what happens with it. And they called it ingratitude. And, and uh, this guy, Emans, in, in 2013, he said excessive sense of self-importance, uh, arrogance, vanity, an unquenchable need for admiration and approval, and sense of entitlement are all absolute, you know, gratitude killers. Uh, it also is, you know, the end of your dopamine supply, by the way. Um, the philosopher David Hume, uh, way back in 1739, wrote of all the crimes that human natures are capable of committing, the most horrid and unnatural is ingratitude. That was back in 1739. You know, um, yeah, some amazing. of these guys were kind of smart, you know. I, very, I think that, very. I think that one of the things that I've sort of had a lot of experience of listening to people over the years is our focus on what we don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, and gratitude brings us into a place of what we do have. Yes. And, and, you know, we all have aspirations. We all have things we still want. But if that's the only thing you focus on, we miss so much, you know, and there's not a place for gratitude at that moment. No, there's not. We're completely out of the present moment. And we're reaching for else other taking us out of where we are right now. I remember hearing somebody say, you know, if you have this desire to be somewhere else, well, look down at your feet. And if they're both there, then you're exactly where you need to be. Uh, that's good. And right. I thought it was really good. What if only one's there though? Well, that's right. Or somebody <laughs> didn't have, but still it's the, you know, right, I'm kidding. Yes. I'm kidding. Right, I know. I know. But, um, but this yeah. idea of self-importance. And I think part of this is fed by our society around social media, Instagram. I really do, you know, wonder about young kids who are so attached to getting likes on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is, because that's that sense where they're not really in the moment at all. They're looking at their phones or whatever it is to get it, to get feedback that they're okay or that I know a president like that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. Well, I didn't say anything. I just said I know, I know a president know. like that. Yes. Uh, that is totally based on in- ingratitude. It is. They're totally, he's totally responsible for absolutely everything good that's happening. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, and, that's crazy. 
Well, and it's, it's the, it's again, it goes, I mean, we can label it, we can put those labels on of narcissism or whatever, but ultimately it's just unconscious. It's It's just just a lack, it's a lack of awareness. And if we continue to feed it, whether we criticize it or we support it, whatever it is, it's still feeding it. Well, yeah, but it's feeding it. But the biggest piece that is getting no light is how low one's self-esteem is. Yes, that's just a cover-up. That's the ultimate mask. You know, it's like people who are arrogant are often, you know, the, the, uh, there's a huge uh, uh, book written about this. Uh, it's a cover-up for shyness. They're incredibly shy. Yeah. And so the opposing piece that we put out there, because we're so dualistic, is then going to be arrogance to cover up our shyness. You know, Absolutely. But- it's a compensatory mechanism. And in homeopathy, very often there are remedies that look at what is the person's state and what's the compensation for the deep inner insecurity and an inflated mm. ego or essentially being loud and having to have all attention. Absolutely. It, it's, it's that sense of uh, what am I going to, what am I hiding that's here that I don't want people to see or the shadow piece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so this this vanity and the self importance and self entitlement. I think that that entitlement again is comparison. I think the other part that I see a lot of is very often, regardless of what's going on for somebody's health concerns, is that it's it's challenging to deal with any kind of uh, physical ailment. But when it's also and typically it does impact the emotional and the mental aspect, that. Mm-hmm. It is that comparison of I want this and I'm not I don't have this. Or and to think turning, that I deserve more than somebody else. I mean right. how did I arrive at that decision? Right. I had to do a comparison. Yeah. And of yeah. course that's one of the most dangerous things we can ever do to ourselves. That destroys self esteem. And what's your take then, Gord, on the idea of someone's willingness to say, I you know, I have enough. Because enough is is hard for people. You know, it's hard for absolutely, people to say this absolutely. is enough. But what's, what's the opposite, though? What I, I don't have enough. Yeah. You know, is, is, again, if you're talking about, you know, an, an energy that's into the universe, it's, it's like to keep saying, I don't have enough, I don't have enough. That's what it here is, don't have enough. Mm-hmm. And so it ensures that you will never have enough. So if we're always living from a place where I don't have enough money, I don't have enough love, I don't have enough sex, whatever, that's what we're going to keep attracting over and over again. But to be in a place that says, you know, I'm really lucky. I do have enough love in my life. Mm-hmm. Or I'm really I, lucky. I have food in my fridge. Or, or I, I have food in my fridge and food in my stomach, you know? You know yeah, um, I, I have a, a roof over my head or I have heat, especially in Canada, yeah. right? Well, exactly. Exactly. You know, but but you know, that's just not a, for some people that isn't just enough, you know? And so they can't figure out why they can never break out of this pattern of, you know, bad relationships or the same. I mean, there's all kinds of psychological stuff and blah, blah, blah. Just energetically, if that's what you're putting out, that's what you have to get back. Yes. Yes, definitely. And if you're unhealthy or it's going to make you sick, it will make you sick. Of course it will. And that, and the, and the, I, I find it also quite fascinating around perception of what lack is, perception of, mm. you know, not having enough money or properties or whatever it is, accolades, 
And the perception is fascinating to me when you can see this whole spectrum of when people get into that fear and stress mode, is it triggers that panic and suddenly I don't have enough money, I don't have enough this, and, and they've lost sight of what they do have. Oh, absolutely. Completely absolutely. lost sight. That's, that's all like lower energy, you know, that's, that's the uh, number one chakra. Uh, that's survival. Yeah. And, and that's what happens is then when we get into that space, we're, we're knocked right back into our absolute survival mode. Right. You know, which is kind of where early, early humankind started from. Yes. You know, and we built it up and we created things like being social and blah, blah, blah. But uh, ultimately, you know, really it's, it's about, uh, you know, that, that sense of when I look around me right now, and that's actually, that's a great you know, just look around you right now, wherever you're sitting, whatever room you're in, and just look at what you are in amongst and ask yourself, you know, how grateful are you? To be grateful that maybe it is warm, it's raining out tonight, is it, you know, whatever. And that, that can be, you know, what do you hear that makes you grateful? What do you smell that makes you grateful? Um, just in our environment, you know, maybe it's your puppy beside you or your cat. Maybe it's your children, you know. Maybe it's a plant, Maybe it's a no. plant, you know, plant. a flower. I've got my yeah. orchids, you know. Uh, but all of those, all of those things to just give us, you know, or maybe it touches our sense of awe, which is very important, important part of all this, you know. Um, and and or just the home that you've created, or you're in the works of creating, and that's okay if it's in the works. But I can be grateful for it in this moment that this is as far as I've got with it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you can even take it into deepening into the breath and oh, yeah. having a Breathing real sense in. of following the breath and realizing the richness in the breath. But it yep. requires, again, a willingness to practice and a willingness to pause or stop or whatever you want to call it. Otherwise, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it goes into that feeling of impatience and no, there's nothing here. There's nothing here that's good. And, you know. Impatience is the killer of everything. Isn't oh. it? Yeah, I remember well, hearing a quote by Pima Chodron, yeah. and she said, "You know, my meditation is great if it wasn't for my mind." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It didn't take so long. Yeah, um, exactly. You know what? I can do a little one right now. Um, sure. I just want to relax for a minute and just sit quietly and just think of all the things, places, and people that have been in your life that you're grateful for, and just breathe that in of all the people that you are actually grateful for in your life. And as you're thinking that, I'd like you just to drop down and drop into your heart area. And again, thinking of all those people and places and things and feel your heart swelling with gratitude. Just, you know, so lucky all these things have been in your life and feel that in your heart. And you're just so thankful for all these people, places, and things. And letting it flow out of your heart. And feel it coming into your body. Feel your whole body begin to fill with this incredible sense of gratitude. And you just feel yourself energizing. And you're energizing your body with just a thankfulness of gratitude. Feel, just be aware of how you feel right down to your toes, right up to your head. Now, this is attitude. This is the attitude of gratitude. That's the energy that you can walk down the street and have. 
That's the energy that attracts people, brings people to you. All right? Facing the world with this attitude of gratefulness will attract more of the same, and we all need an attitude that says humbly, I am blessed. Just let yourself become aware of whatever room you're sitting in again. Beautiful. And that's just a nice, short, little meditation I just put together. Great. You know, it's... uh, yeah, it really is because it really does center you into your body. It embodies it gratefulness and gratitude. Yes. You know, thinking it in your head is one thing, but embodying it, <clears throat> you know, is Philip Shepard, you know, who was on a couple of weeks ago. I mean, he's, he was kind of a specialist and, and, uh, uh, yeah, um, oh my God, I'm sorry. I just ran, ran out of my head the woman before about movements, you know, all of those oh, things. Oh, Kirsten, just, Leon. Kirsten, 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 Leon. Kirsten was wonderful. Um, yes, Bringing yes. all of that into, into our bodies lets us live it. It does. You know, it really does. So, it does. You know, um, yeah, it's just, uh, gratitude is so much more. You know, you can keep a gratitude journal every day, write down something that you're grateful for. Like chocolate, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be "thank God for my diamonds" or my tiara, you know. <laughs> chocolate and or chocolate milk or whatever, you know. Uh, just look around once a day. Just look around where you ever you are in the library, at home, at school, work, and just be grateful for where where you are and what you're experiencing there. You know, for walking, all, for for touching, for breathing. You know, touching, breathing. All of it. Yeah, being grateful Seeing, for the fact you're sitting hearing. up straight, and if you're not, that someday that you will be. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, really, yeah. really. Yeah, no, better. really. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving and remember this, you know, gratitude is an energy. It's a place of creating an attitude about how we perceive everything. Uh, now, next week, I have one of my very oldest and very bestest friends coming on the show, uh, Mary Louise Albert. Mary Louise is a resident now of Vancouver. Uh, she is a professional dancer. She has uh, uh, an amazing background in dance and including then uh, going through transition and becoming the artistic and uh, executive director of the Norman Rothstein Theater in Vancouver. Uh, So we're going to be talking a lot about her life and all that she has come through, her son and her daughter, who are two fabulous people, and her husband. Uh, They're not going to be on the show, but Mary Louise (laughs) will be. Uh, I'm looking so forward to having her on the show. Great. Uh, She has a fascinating life, and I think we can just share a lot, uh, which is chatting. So I hope you'll join us. Um, And also, don't forget, on Friday nights uh, at, uh, you know, we have the Healing Circle. It's on Zoom, and you can uh, get in touch at uh, info at spiritgrows.ca, and we can send you the information. It's at 7 o'clock Eastern time, and it's in meditation and energies and thanking the planet. On that note, thank you, Alexia, for being here and being you. And uh, every happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you, Gord. Good night, everyone. for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 